This is Too Much Grit to Quit. Sports personalities Shelly Till and Dave O'Hara bring you non-sugar-coated stories of the famous, not-so-famous, and everyday hometown heroes who have overcome adversity and incredible challenges to achieve success. Too Much Grit to Quit. Discover the key to unlock the chains that keep you from achieving your dreams. Please subscribe, like, share, and download today. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Too Much Grit to Quit. I am Shelly Till alongside with my friend and co-host, Dave O'Hara, and we are excited again to bring you another amazing episode. I feel like we just keep hitting, striking gold with our guest, Dave, and Mm -hmm. uh, Annika Albright is going to be our guest here in a few short minutes. She is a two-time NCAA National Volleyball Champion for the University of Nebraska Cornhuskers and a phenomenal young woman. And you know what? I mean, this young lady is not letting any grass grow under her feet. (laughs) To say the least, Chicago to Lincoln to France to back to Chicago for a brief summer visit and Lincoln to visit her family and friends and Boom, she'll be on campus at USC starting the 1st of August as a uh, on-campus ministry uh, missionary for Focus Fellowship of Catholic Students. And uh, Focus.org is the organization, and Shelly and I encourage you to go there, and you can click on the missionary page, and you can find uh, Annika Albright's story. And, and if you want to communicate with her, uh, the very cool thing is, as Shelly and I will get into this with um, Annika as the program goes on, they are self-funded, so she needs all the help she can get uh, financially. And as we all know, LA is not a, Southern California is not a cheap place to live, but the work she's going to be doing, Shelly, and I talked to Annika a little bit off the air and uh, I'm excited to talk about what you and I have talked about with a a person like Annika. And again, uh, her name is A-N-N-I-K-A and then the last name is pronounced Albright, but it's Albrecht, A-L-B-R-E-C-H-T, but phonetically spell it out. That's how it's spelled. So click on her link, but it's Annika Albright. And Shelly, you know, you and I talk about this with athletes and we've talked to all of our guests as you said we keep out doing ourselves and this is another impressive person you know Shelly we talk about athletes being finely tuned physically got to stay healthy and then academically they got to stay eligible and get a degree and you know move on in life and then emotionally but the one thing that I think that I've talked to Annika about and you and I've talked about this off the air Shelly and can't wait to get into this with Annika is the spiritual side of having someone or something uh, else to lean on besides family and friends. And I'm just really excited and talking with you and Annika about this as we go on tonight. Yeah, and this is exactly why she's doing what she's doing today. And this is a young woman who has looked fear and doubt and challenges right mm-hmm. straight in the eye and said, bring it on. And uh, has also, as any athlete at that level, especially that level for volleyball, you have to be physically fit. You have to be mentally tough. You have to be willing to sacrifice and put in the hours and hours of work. And she's also an extremely intelligent young woman as a Big Ten Distinguished Scholar athlete. So this is a young lady who comes from a, a large family, was homeschooled, and was just taught from a very young age to believe in herself and she has a, a a growth mindset and if you do any research on her you're gonna you're gonna see john cook use those terms with her um that growth mindset allowed her to get from a walk-on at the university of nebraska to setting all kinds of records and winning two national championships and eventually becoming an all-american but the fact that she was able to do all of that and still felt like there was something missing and that something missing for her 
and for a lot of people you know i think we we get so caught up in achieving and getting more and whether that's more playing time or that's more money or that's a a better title or a bigger house or a faster car and you know you can accumulate all of that stuff and yet still feel empty and lost and Mm -hmm. Annika is a young woman who is the epitome of what it means to be spiritually fulfilled and you're going to just love her story and, and hearing how that really changed things for her. And now, because of that and everything that she learned, she's now going to take that out into the missionary field and share her experiences to help lift up the next generation of leaders, coaches, teachers, uh, you know, whatever those young men and women are that she's going, working with at the collegiate level now. You know, it's an interesting sidebar when, yes, Annika's story, and cannot wait to get into it with her with you. But, you know, you, we've mentioned, you and I back and forth have mentioned this gentleman's name. And for those of you that don't know, do, don't know, do a little Google search on uh, John Cook, head volleyball coach at uh, University of Nebraska-Lincoln. And it's fair to say the dynasty, right, Shelley, that he has brought oh, to goodness, the University yes. of Nebraska. And, boy, you, you, don't, you don't get to that level and affect your players and that community the way he has without working some fantastic mental abilities and that growth mindset that you talk about, Shelley. I can't wait to dig into that deeper with Annika, you know, having experienced it firsthand. But I've talked to a couple other players that have played and, and, and been around Coach Cook, and that is just a fascinating uh, concept. And, and from what I've read on that and, and heard these experiences, uh, it's a small wonder we're going to be talking to such a fantastic young person tonight, Shelley. Yeah, and, and I think that John Cook has, you know, he attracts players like that, yep. quite frankly. And he's done such a, a phenomenal job with the program at Nebraska. And, and a big reason, and you hear this, we'll probably hear it from Monica, you hear it from several people that have played for him. Uh, there's a young woman from Dubuque who's coaching with him now. She played for him at Nebraska and is now on his staff, Kayla Banworth, also went on to play on the Olympic team. Mm-hmm. So the impact that John Cook has had on the young women that he's had the opportunity to coach is immeasurable and everybody kind of the resounding theme is that yeah he's tough yeah he gets after us but they know that he cares for them he knows he he has their best interest at heart and he uses every thing they do as a as a learning opportunity you know it's coaches all coaches are going to get upset about if you're not uh, hustling and or if you're showing uh you know, poor attitude or, or just low energy, that kind of stuff ticks you off. It ticked me off as a coach, but he's the kind of guy that if you're making tactical mistakes, if you're making fundamental mistakes, he's not going to berate you. He's going to say, Hey, take a look at this and let's figure out how we can get better and how can we get better as a team? And that kind of, that's what a growth mindset is. It's looking at the issue, the challenge, the mistake, the problem, and how can we fix it? How can we solve it? How can we get better next time? Yeah, and I'm excited to talk to Annika. You mentioned uh, uh, Ms. Banworth, but also I'm looking forward to talking to uh, Annika about a Southeast Iowa star player of the year. Uh Michaela Fecky, who's now on the Olympic team and will be at 2020, and, and uh, she's overseas right now training, and, and I talked to Annika off the air, and I'm looking forward to talking to her about that. And there's so many connections, Shelley, you know, being in the Midwest and, and with, uh, you know, 
with Annika being from Chicago and then University of Nebraska, you and I are kind of interwoven between some uh, a loose loose tie connections to Annika. And I just I, I say to you what I always say to you, Shelley. There's no time like the present. Let's get to it. Let's uh, you listeners just sit back. Relax, take it easy, and take it all in. Focus.org. And again, that's Fellowship of uh, Catholic University Students. And, and, and I, I'll tell you, Shelley, I'm excited as I am each week to bring our listeners this. But sit back, relax. Annika Albrecht is going to be a good one, don't you think? Absolutely. She is a gem. And uh, I think I we can all learn a lot from Annika, even though she's a lot of times you don't think you can you, – you're the elder teaching the youngster. Well, this young woman uh, has a lot that we all can take away from. Amen to that. And and that's one thing, again, to let everybody know, again, Fellowship of Catholic University Students. It's uh, part of Varsity Catholic. Again, www.focus.org, and then click on the missionary page, and Annika Albright's story will be right there. It's A-N-N. I-K-A dot A-L-B-R-E-C-T. So, Shelly, let's get to it. It's too much grit to quit. My friend and co-host, Shelly Till, I'm Dave O'Hara. We'll be back with more and Annika Albright in just a few moments. Welcome back to Too Much Grit to Quit. I am Shelly Till alongside Dave O'Hara. And as we mentioned in our open, we have another star amongst us, Dave. Annika Albright is a University of Nebraska Husker volleyball player where she was a two- time NCAA national champion in 2015-2017. Her senior season, she earned All-American honors. And I I have to throw these in here because for people that are volleyball fans and they know the just premier play that you get out of the John Cook brand of Husker volleyball, Annika is the third Husker in Coach John Cook's era to play in every single set of her entire four-year career. She's, that was 489 sets, by the way. <laughs> she appeared in 21 NCAA tournament matches at Nebraska. That ties a school record, joining Husker greats Jordan Larson and Rachel Schwartz. And she earned Big Ten Distinguished Scholar honors. Annika Albright, I could go on and on about you, but welcome to Too Much <laughs> Grit to Quit. Well, thanks for having me. <laughs> You know, it's interesting, and Shelly and I were talking off the air, Annika, and uh, you and I also were talking off the air about, uh, and our Southeast Iowa listeners will get a very good charge out of this. I've tipped a few of them off that uh, your teammate, uh, and I got this name right, Michaela Fecky, and uh, she's a Fort Madison native, area native of Southeast Iowa, and Holy Trinity, the uh, uh, big, uh, it's a Catholic school in Southeast Iowa, and they are a great volleyball program. So, you know, when Shelly was mentioning your introduction and all the, uh, the names of the great coaches and everybody else involved, it is no joke as Shelly and I, you know, follow volleyball and, you know, it's just so interesting. And last year was a heartbreaker uh, for Michaela and, and your Nebraska Cornhusker teammates from, you know, a year removed. But boy, that is just some some kind of program that you are a part of at, at Nebraska Lincoln. What, what a group and what a team. What a program. Yeah. Yeah. John Cook runs a, he runs a good program for everyone there. Definitely. Well, I um, I have to, full disclosure, I was a Husker for a year of my college basketball career back in the 80s. So I, I kind of feel like we're a little bit connected in that way. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, I had, before we get into your story, I wanted to just ask you, um, I think it was maybe your senior year. I know Tyler Hildebrand was a, a new uh, coach on staff, but did you also have a new coach on staff by the name of Kayla Banworth? Yeah. Yes, she came my uh, junior year. 
Very good. Well, Kayla is actually from my hometown where I live right now. And fun story, she went to the same high school that my kids went to and uh, was amazing, obviously, high school volleyball player in the state of Iowa. And But I always have to tell her, her freshman year, I think it was her freshman year, maybe her sophomore year, I did a little preseason uh, event with their volleyball team at Wallert Catholic, which is like the powerhouse volleyball team in the, in the state of Iowa. But I was a speaker uh, for their preseason team building activities. And then they went on to win state. So of course I'm taking full credit for it. (laughs) (laughs) No, but uh, yeah, definitely a long lineage of success uh, in terms of Nebraska volleyball. But um, I kind of want to go back a little bit. Annika, just to to how you ended up in Nebraska. I know your parents both graduated from there, but uh, I also found this really interesting uh, in your story because I don't think we hear this a lot. You were actually homeschooled in high school, yes? Yeah, that's correct. And up. so, so tell us how how that works because I think a lot of people just assume you know you have to be on a high school team and then you've got to be on a club team. And I know you did play club, but. What was the landscape of being homeschooled and then how were you able to find uh, and um, play for a team? Because you did. That was extremely successful in the state of Illinois. So tell us a little bit about that experience. Yeah, um, we homeschooled my whole life and I have six older siblings. So uh, just a nice big family homeschooling. But we were just in a, we're in a great area in Illinois. Like you said, it was a powerhouse club nearby. Um that I got to play for for most of my upbringing while I lived here. And I also played on a homeschool team out here, the Illinois crew. So while that isn't necessarily where you're going to find the college coaches, you also don't really find them at high school matches. So I think that's sometimes daunting for people if they're considering homeschooling. Um, That maybe, yeah, you're not going to get those scholarships to college, which um, I, yeah, I don't know. Most college coaches aren't going to high school matches anyway. So um, there was that aspect, but then, yeah, I did play club volleyball and went to a great club, and um, a lot of college coaches would come to tournaments at club, and I had a dream of going to Nebraska, so I reached out to the coaches, sent an email, and kind of threw my name out there, asked them if they would come watch me, and I was kind of, I wasn't necessarily a, a top prospect coming out of high school at all, so um, I was sending out some emails myself, and Uh, trying to get some attention from these head coaches, but specifically uh, Coach Cook at Nebraska. And, yeah, we just got in contact and ended up getting the opportunity to walk on to that great program, and the rest was history. (laughs) Well, now, having your parents be there before you, you were kind of a legacy. But, you know, we were you and I and Shelly were joking on air and off the air, the connections never stop because, you know, you talk about, um, you know, Shelly with uh, Wallert Catholic and and also uh, knowing one of your assistant coaches and me mentioning Michaela Fecky to you. So and then your parents being there. So when you walked on at a program like Nebraska and a coach like Coach Cook and, you know, you have referenced in some of your um, other interviews and I'm just curious if you'd kind of put out for us what was that experience like you were homeschooled and all of it in the West Chicago suburbs and uh, playing club ball and so you obviously you socialized and met a lot of other players and, and, and students male and female but now you get thrust upon a large campus like the University of Nebraska Lincoln so it's not you know the program itself but then going to classes each day and boy you know um, the other connection I was going to joke with you and say you're the youngest of seven as am I I'm, a, I'm just a week or two older than 
than you, but uh, <laughs> seven of seven. But so for you, obviously a crowded house, but then you get to a massive, you know, Division One campus, 40,000 plus students. What was that culture shock or just the sheer numbers of mass humans in front of you? What was that like your first day on campus? I'm curious. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think that's a very common question to be asked. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess in high school, I didn't always spend my days at home. I was actually out a lot, uh, hanging out with friends. And, um, most of the time I was doing some type of sporting event. So going to big club tournaments or homeschool tournaments. But, uh, yeah, I guess that being said, when I got to campus, it was, it was a culture shock seeing things I've never seen before. And, um, lots of bodies there, just lots of people. <laughs> and, you know, you're not going to find fans like you find at the Bob Devaney Center in Nebraska. Um, Amen, our, <laughs> yeah, our gym getting over 8,000 selling out every single match is not normal. So that was, that was a shock. Um, definitely. And for my, I would say I'm more introverted. It was a little bit different for me, but you find your niche, you find your friends and, uh, yeah, you just get to know a few people. You're not going to know the whole school. So ended up being fine. And I had a lot of good friends and uh, people who were checking in and making sure I was able to find my classroom, <laughs> you know, figure out sure. where to do all my homework and uh yeah, I had a lot of people watching. Well, that movie, off so the radar, off the radar, they don't have as they don't pack as many fans in. But then the women's bowling program at Nebraska, I've seen reports on. That's another <laughs> big program. But they don't like you said they they do not pack them in anywhere else like you uh, you did at Nebraska at the Devaney Center. And you know, boy, the the rabid red as a lot of them are called. And boy, uh, you know, you go to a uh, memorial stadium and see a football game but that has just got to be again another different charge for you as a playing in club ball and all of a sudden you got 8,000 rabid fans dressed in red and and uh you know cheering your every move that's got to be a blast as well yeah oh the fans are incredible I would love to get another chance to go out and play and (laughs) uh experience that with all of them again but you know like the song right Annika You know, you you mentioned the the fans and and coming in as a freshman and a walk-on, and yet you set the freshman record for sets played at Nebraska. So what was that? I I just am curious to know, because you you did mention uh, earlier, you said you weren't that highly recruited. Um, So something had to, to, a switch had to flip for you to not only get there, but not only get there, but now you're playing as a freshman at Nebraska, that's a feat in and of itself. And so can you just tell us a little bit about how, what was your mindset going in there, knowing that you're at one of the premier programs in the country and what, what was it that you were saying to yourself and the belief that you had that led you to be able to get yourself on the floor? Yeah, I think um, probably my family is a little bit right in saying that I'm a stubborn person. Uh, <laughs> but I think that is a huge part of it. It's a good I'm thing. Stubborn. Yeah. And I think that even though, you know, you're not on a scholarship, it doesn't mean you don't have the chance to play. And I think coach cook, uh, made that clear for a lot of people. Like just because you're on scholarship doesn't mean you're starting. And just because you're not, doesn't mean you're sitting. Um, so he kind of laid that out like clearly for everyone. And <clears throat> I mean, I wasn't a top prospect coming out of high school, but I also wasn't getting like, um, any big high school awards or anything that 
um, <clears throat> excuse me, that you usually see on other players. So I think that might have been part of the reason, but I just, yeah, I wasn't, you know, a 6 four outside hitter or, um, you know, a setter that was touching 10-5. It, like, there wasn't anything crazy about my numbers or my stats or anything, but um, I just got in the gym and I was telling Coach Cook I wanted to do whatever he needed me to do to get on the court. And uh, that year he needed a serving, like a good serving team and a great passing team. And um, that those are a couple of my strengths on the court. And, uh, yeah, I think it just kind of worked out that I am stubborn and I – was you know just thirsty to get on the court and he he helped me get there and the rest of the staff and my teammates encouraged me to you know fill that spot that needed to be filled well Shelly that stubbornness sounds a little bit like grit so hey we're getting into it but if you just tuned in this is too much grit to quit my friend and co-host Shelly Till I'm Dave O'Hara and we're pleased to be joined by Annika Albright and Annika I you know in following up to that when you do something like that uh you know set a freshman record and you know obviously it's like the assistant basketball when you're setting and the thing I think the mentality and the communication you have to have with your teammates was that something where once you you do something like that obviously it's not on your own because again you're setting other people up was it you know just like a, a, a same mindset type of thing with your teammates or you got on with them right away and then because of the relationship you were so effective in that way or was it just something that hey I'm putting the ball here get ready and uh, a combination of things or you know like you said you're stubborn but you've also got to be a teammate so I'm curious of that transition for you too yeah well I think volleyball is an interesting sport because it's it's not like track where it's actually individual mm-hmm. um in certain events but while we are all trying to fill specific roles on the team the the bigger mindset is that you know we want our team to be successful and uh we want the best girl for the team to be in that specific spot and so i i was stubborn in a sense that i wanted to be able to get into that position to be the best person on the court so even if I wasn't the most skillful, I wanted to be the the best communicator or, um, you know, the whatever it was, the best mm-hmm. hustler, whatever it was that I needed to get in that spot. But all that being said, it was also very respectful, in my opinion, the way that we would get about, you know, playing time and um, hard work and encouragement. So even if someone was on the bench or for three rotations, if I was on the bench, you know, it seemed like there was still positive um feedback from those bench players to the players on the court because in the end it really is team like if there's an individual award it it acknowledge like it goes back to the team every time because in volleyball you're very much so surrounded by your team so you know uh, a hitter could not be getting these awards if they didn't have a great setter mm-hmm. um, so I think it just kind of reflects everyone on the team when someone has success and um, I had great teams all four years so yeah, I don't know if that answers. <laughs> no, that's a great answer because that's like we have talked to uh, your friend uh, Josie Kuhlman about tennis. And, you know, there's a team aspect to tennis. And even though she lost her individual match, they won a championship. A bit of a departure, but that's exactly what I was looking for. I appreciate you taking us into that. Monica, I'm curious about your uh, passion and where that where that got sparked for volleyball. Were your parents athletes or any of your other siblings? Yeah, we are a very sporty family. My my dad was huge in the sports growing up and my mom was as well. Uh, they looked a little bit different back then, but, uh, <laughs> growing up, my, my older sisters were playing in college in high school and in college. So I pretty much grew up playing volleyball. I 
you know, as a little kid, there's all these pictures of me holding volleyballs and going to the gym, just wanting to shag for them. And um, I, my brothers also played and they played baseball and football and we all kind of did everything growing up. But um, I, I have a brother who went on and played college volleyball and now he's a head volleyball coach at a men's program. So um, I would say, yeah, we're pretty involved with athletics. <laughs> it is in the blood, it sounds like. That's yeah. usually how that's usually how it goes. Well, yeah. you uh, you didn't stop there. I mean, you you set a record as a freshman, and then uh, things kind of from that transition from your junior year into your senior season. I know was a big change for you in terms of your role on the team where you where you moved out to the outside hitter position. And um, it was interesting in reading some some stuff on you. Uh, we mentioned earlier your assistant coach Tyler Hildebrand. Uh, said that you just had a really he, he referred to it as a strong mental component to what was going on and he talked about how early on you, you struggled in making that transition and because of that strong mental component you were able to overcome it and then you kind of never looked back can you talk a little bit more about first of all the challenge that you were facing when you made that switch and then what was that what did that look like what was what were the thoughts? What was the belief change that you had to make in order to, to turn it on and, and really never look back again throughout your senior year, becoming a All-American outside hitter? Um, I think Tyler played a pretty big role in that, actually. Um, you know, we would always joke. So I was technically a DS, a defensive specialist, my first three years. Um, and we would always joke about it cause I'm like a taller DS and I do hit, I was an outside hitter my whole life. Um, but we'd still make jokes about it. And when Tyler came in that year, he was kind of like, Hey, you better stop joking about that. And you better start believing that you can get on this court for six rotations. And I don't know, that kind of was like one of the first things I remember really of him being like, Hey, why is this a joke? Do you really want to play outside? Like if you do, you should start believing it and telling yourself this and, uh, not falling back, like, you know, self-handicapping yourself at your DS. Um, and so he kind of started, you know, speaking some truth into me about like, yeah, the ability. And he took the time to sit down and do film with me to watch some uh, men do, like, we watched film on male volleyball players in the sand and um, on the court just to see, like, new ideas for shots because I'm not necessarily a, a bigger hitter in the Big Ten or – at that level in volleyball <clears throat> and so you have to get a little bit creative with how you're going to um, swing and how you're going to use the block and um, use arms and yeah get creative and so he he took time to help develop that for me and uh, kind of make the transition of okay it's been three years since I've actually played front row consistently how is this going to work um, but then I think there was like also a yeah that mental side like that happened going into senior year of like finding a new identity and not placing everything in whether or not I'm successful in volleyball, but um, outside of volleyball and on a, on a more personal part of my life and where I was, I was starting to realize like that my identity isn't actually in volleyball. And even if I have a bad practice, I can still have a good day and um, just kind of stepping away from, yeah, just everything having to do with um, how volleyball is doing. And so I think that also played a part. I felt a little bit more free to go out there because my, my day didn't depend on my practice or my week didn't depend on how great a game went. So 
I, yeah, I think there was a few things going on at that point that played into that. Well, and leading into more. that, yeah, how, how do you go ahead and, and you know, bring all that together? You and I talked off the air a little bit about that, Annika, and that's where you're kind of leading us into that path is you mentioned, you know, athletes, it's not just the uh, physical or the academic, but it's also a spiritual side. So talk to us a little bit about how you got you know, through that, because you made the adjustment, uh, talking to Coach Hildebrand, and now you're you're moving around, and and again, coming from a homeschool situation. I mean, you dealt with a lot in that short period of you know four years of your career, but you know, and then you make a change again late. So, what did you lean on? What what were some of your support systems? And again, we've all talked about this off the air, but share that with our listeners if you would, please, Annika. Yeah, I guess kind of like I was saying earlier, like uh, within our athletics, we talk a lot about physical. Uh, mental and even emotional and how important that is to be stable in all those ways to be mm-hmm. successful. But um, we do forget a lot about our spiritual stability and um, how how that part of our life is going. And, and it is something that's very important. And without that, uh, it's hard to be successful just in life in general, because then other things are taking on more than they need to. Um, and so I think going into my senior year, while I was always involved at church and we had focused on campus, which is fellowship of Catholic university students, and specifically we had Varsity Catholic, which meant we had missionaries doing outreach just for athletes on campus um, at our church. And I was always involved, but I don't know, something about senior year, maybe I matured differently. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some friends that came into my life at that point, too, that um, were outside of the athletic department that encouraged me just as a girl and as a daughter of God and um, finding my identity in that as opposed to volleyball. And I mean, it was weird how, how it takes pressure. Yeah. Off. Yeah. Um, yeah. When you realize that you're loved anyways, even if you mm-hmm. fail miserably on the court and, um, and if you are very successful, it, it doesn't mean that you're loved more. Like, you're, yeah, there's something about that stability and that truth. And knowing that if you can, if you're convicted of that, um, I mean that's a game changer, literally and figuratively. Mm-hmm. Um, I always, have you heard of the book um, "You Are Special" by Max Lucado? Have you read that? No, one? I haven't. No. Okay, you're gonna want to go find that book because it's like okay. a, it's a children's book, and I mm. I had it for my kids. It's awesome because and it's all about everything that you just said. It's about not allowing people's judgments on you positive or negative to stick and mm. that when you do get your that your true identity is from our creator and mm. once you do that and just like you the, the little character in the book was the same way it was like everything it's just like water off a duck's back it doesn't matter and I think if um, I know being a, a college athlete and just being around college athletes all the time and the pressure that we put on ourselves and the pressure that society and the media and coaches and everybody puts on, I think it, we get lost and it's so easy to lose your identity in your performance. And so mm-hmm. for you to learn that lesson while you were in college and to really understand that is, is quite phenomenal. And I think that's going to speak to a lot of people that are listening. So I so appreciate you sharing that. Um, one other part of that, of your story that I also find really uh, intriguing is you, you have to have a, a strong support system. I know you mentioned your family. You mentioned Coach Hildebrand. Um, and we've talked just briefly about John Cook, but he also made a comment that you had a growth mindset through all of this. 
that even though you didn't start the season very strong, you maintained that growth mindset and you embraced that opportunity. And because you had that kind of mindset, you were able to achieve what you achieved and accomplish what you accomplished. Can you just define what growth mindset means to you and then kind of what that looked like and how is it that John Cook has this ability to instill that in his teams year after year? Yeah, I don't know how he does it. Uh, (laughs) He's good at it though. Um, I guess for me, growth mindset is that no matter what happens, good or bad, there's always room for growth. So um, instead of looking at a loss as a loss, it's looking at it as an opportunity for growth. So, okay, we lost um, a really tight match against Minnesota and go back the next night and we lose to Wisconsin. And, you know, they're they're good teams, but how are we going to grow from this? How are we going to bounce back on Wednesday night to uh, come play the next team? Where can we improve on this? We're not going to get down. We're going to improve and come back better from it. So it's kind of like a, a learning mindset, a growth and learning mindset. And and I think that I, I, I do think Coach Cook does a lot of good things and some that I don't even I haven't even recognized myself, but he he does a good job uh, bouncing back from losses. And of course, he's a coach, so he gets on us. And, you know, <laughs> if we're not supposed to lose a game, or we're not supposed to lose a game because we're not trying hard or, you know, it, effort or communication, those things he has to get on us for. Um, but if it's just a, an off night, you know, we he'll take us through film. He'll uh, show us what needs to be improved on and, you know, where we might not have listened or um, where we did something well and how we can tone in onto that, hone in onto that and actually um, take it into the next match. And so I think he, he knows that we're visual learners. A lot of us are visual learners, right? So um, he'll show us film and um, pretty much just, take us through it and show us what we need to improve on and what was good. And he's a motivator and uh, he likes to encourage us after games even. Um, he yeah, sounds like he created a, a, an environment where while, and no coach wants you to make mistakes and, you know, because the more the team that makes the fewest mistakes usually wins and the opposite mm-hmm. is true. However, it sounds to me like he was the kind of coach that you weren't afraid to make mistakes because you knew that it was going to be a learning opportunity. And that was his, his role in that was to make sure that you learned without punishment. Is that, <laughs> is that accurate? Yeah. I mean, and, and I don't think there was necessarily punishment, but he had air correct moments sure. in practices, sure. you know, practices are more difficult than games. So if you're consistently hitting the ball into the net every time, he's going to put you in a drill to make sure that you don't do that. And that is a growth mindset drill, actually. Right. And if you go into it realizing that it is for your own growth and for your own good, then it looks different than if you call it a punishment, mm-hmm. um, which I'm sure some people did. So I think there is a point of like coach having growth mindset, but also player to realize that the drills are for growth and they're not a punishment because you stink at volleyball. It's because you've made the same error and he wants you to be better and he expects more. So he's going to put you in this more difficult drill. That's going to make sure that you don't make that error two times in a row again, or three times or whatever it is. Let's take um, a pause right there. And then we'll come back to more of that. And uh, we'll have another segment with Annika Albright. And she is 
Annika's all everything now uh, was at University of Nebraska volleyball. And I'll tell you, Annika, two-time national champion. And now you're uh, going into a new uh, phase in your life. We're going to talk about your experience uh, playing abroad uh, overseas in France and then also what you're up to today with a group, as you mentioned earlier, Focus. And we're going to get more into your missionary work and your whole story. But let's take a quick pause. And listeners, we'll be right back with more with Annika Albright. And I'm Dave O'Hara and my uh, friend and co-host Shelly Till. Too much grit to quit. We ask you to please subscribe, but also rate and review us, like us, share us on social media, and we'll uh, love to keep bringing you these fantastic interviews with the likes of Annika. So back with more Too Much Grit to Quit in just a few moments. Welcome back in. This is Too Much Grit to Quit. I'm Shelly Till. He's Dave O'Hara, and we are joined by Annika Albright, two-time national volleyball champion from the University of Nebraska Huskers. Annika, we were just chatting about... uh, coach cook's practices and we mentioned your national championships and all of your accolades but i have to ask you a really serious question going to school at lincoln did you ever have a runza (laughs) (laughs) i I for people that are wondering (laughs) explain what that is so people aren't going did she just ask her something inappropriate yeah, well, I just had Brenda yesterday. This is hilarious. You did? I oh did. I was in Nebraska yesterday, and I had it, and it was delicious. So a Brenda <laughs> is a Nebraska chain, fast food chain, um, and I think I might have it, and maybe like one in Colorado, maybe. No, I got to confess, ladies. I grew up in. I really? lived in. The, I lived in the Kansas City area for a number of years and worked at Fox Sports Radio. Annika, I had my first runza in Lawrence, Kansas, at KU, right across campus. Wow. So, okay, so it's expanding. Well, yes, it's kind of like a hamburger in a hot pocket. Um, yes, for lack of better words, I don't really know how That's to explain. A great, them, but that, that really is a great is. description of it. Yeah. I think you nailed it. And they throw them. Do they still throw them out at the football games? They They do. And at the volleyball games. (laughs) Oh, goodness. They've expanded. Yes. That's a Nebraska tradition. I thought maybe you did, Annika, what a lot of Nebraska alum do and have them, uh, you know, they they send them frozen all over the country now. So, but you were going through Nebraska and had one yesterday, but I thought maybe you did that too. I've been with people from Nebraska that do that too, Annika. I know. I've heard of them too. I maybe one day I'll be that person, but <laughs> I'm okay so besi- for now. Besides eating a runza, what would you say, looking back at your career at Nebraska, what's one of your best memories? Wow. Hmm. You know, I always really enjoyed, um, like our, as far as volleyball, just like team building things so one of our coaches has horses and she invited the whole team over to her house and you know middle of nowhere nebraska and the whole team went and you know she let us ride on the horses and just spend evening out in the in nature with horses and a campfire and playing games and uh yeah those were really nice and it's nice because lincoln is small and you can get out of the city very quickly and just be yeah, in, in quiet places and I got to spend a lot of time with good friends and teammates and stuff so you know that was something that always stuck out to me getting to ride horses with my teammates and 
Well, enjoy a good time with them. And Annika, I can't believe we're just kind of brushstroking over winning two national championships. I mean, that is unbelievable. But then you go from doing that to then spending a year, as I mentioned in the first segment, we didn't get into it very much, but another transition period in your period in your life. And you went overseas and, and played for a year in France. So let's talk about another quote-unquote culture shock. I mean, I'm sure they prepare you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, your chuckle tells me um, another move for you from Chicago to Lincoln, now from Lincoln to France. Talk about your travels uh, there for almost a year playing professionally or playing overseas. And I'm sure you got to see a lot more than just France. But what was that experience like for you? Yeah, last year was pretty crazy. You're right. It, it was a culture shock, and um, it it's far away. It's definitely far <laughs> away. Lincoln was far, and then I I did it in France. It was far, and I'm very close to my family, so it was hard being far away, but um, there was also a lot of goodness that came out of last year, just getting the opportunity to play professionally, to live in another culture, to be living in France, and uh, to meet some girls that I never would have met any other <laughs> way in my life, you know, just sure. from different countries and different backgrounds. And um, what was so cool is that you get all these different girls in, uh, in from different countries on one team. And even if, you know, our countries don't necessarily get along or theirs don't get along or whatever, sport is a way to bring everyone together. Yep. Uh, it kind of unifies people. So that's pretty neat when you think about yeah, when you think about how sport can do that. So, um, yeah, it, it was good. It was a good experience. Well, you got to show fun. some, yeah, you got to show some grit doing that. Did you, did you polyvoo Francais much before you got over there? Did you take a crash, <laughs> crash course or did you kind of learn as you went or do what most Americans do when I traveled over to France? You just speak louder and slower in English or did you oh, actually learn yeah. a language? Yeah. <laughs> so I went over and didn't learn any French. I maybe twice looked up a YouTube video of like, <laughs> kids learning French, you yep, know, like been there, done that, beginner yeah. level. Yeah, Je m'appelle, Annika. <laughs> um, but I, I didn't learn anything, truthfully. And so when we got over there, I kept noticing, like, even just with spelling, I'm like, oh, this looks like Spanish. Maybe they'll understand if I try to speak <laughs> Spanish. You know, I took four years of that. Sure. And they also know Spanish, most of them, because most international people are very good with languages mm -hmm. and they're very smart with that. And I was not. So <laughs> they didn't really understand my Spanish, that being said. And so we took uh, some French lessons while we were there and I started to learn it. But half the time would come out Spanish and half the time would come out very bad French. So I'd try to order something at a store and the waitress would, you know, just be like in, in very chopped up English. Just, what do you want in English? I'll, I'll try to translate it. <laughs> oh gosh. So, yeah. I've been there, yeah. done that. I, I can relate. Believe me. Yeah. yeah. Did your coaches so and teammates speak English? Yeah. We actually, okay. majority of the time spoke English because even I had another American teammate um, a Finnish teammate, Croatian, Serbian, and uh, they all have Eng like they all know English, and mm -hmm. that was a main language. And all the French girls pretty much knew English, and the coaches. So that was typically what we spoke. So my American teammate and I lucked out on that one. Well, and, and, every and everybody speaks volleyball, right, Annika? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, winning is what the way to go. What, uh, based on that experience, and I know it was quick and, and you 
being close to your family and being away is, was difficult. So as you look back, and I know it wasn't that long ago, but what would you say was the, the biggest takeaway from that experience for you? Mm. <laughs> well, I think that I, I learned how to become more independent while I was over there. And I realized that my family is very good and my friends are very good. Um, but maybe I lean on them too much for things that hmm. I I shouldn't be leaning on them for. And of the year to learn more about myself and uh, my desires and what I want in life even. Because I was over there and I had a lot of time to think while I was there. So um, it was a lot to do with volleyball while I was there. You know, that was my job. I was there for volleyball, which was good. And um, I learned a lot about volleyball and the way that's played internationally. But I like in a bigger picture, I did learn a lot more about myself while I was there, which was pretty neat. Um, yeah. This is Too Much Grid to Quit. We are pleased to have Annika Albright joining us, and she is a two-time national champion for the University of Nebraska volleyball team. Shelly Till is my friend and co-host. I am Dave O'Hara, and we're going to get into uh, what Annika is up to these days, working with uh, an on-campus ministry group called Focus. And uh, before we get into that, though, Annika, I just... So then when you... Now that we're coming up to today, so within the last year, then you made the transition or the decision, as you said, something just sparked in you. And boy, you're all about... Uh, the change and, and making things happen differently in their life because you know I was interested to hear and I'm sure the listeners and Shelly as well where you just said you know that you really found out you know that going to Nebraska from Illinois wasn't enough you still had family and friends there but you know you go farther away as you said the great distance when you got to fly somewhere instead of driving you can't drive back to Chicago from France uh, or Nebraska so you you're all about transition it sure sounds like so take us through the last year then transitioning from playing professionally over in France and then uh, deciding to work with campus ministries or um, as I mentioned with uh, being a missionary and and uh, all with with focus what was that transition or, or take us through what brought you up to today this transition because again ever-changing Annika yeah so that growth that growth mindset that you showed in volleyball and coach cook told you about (laughs) that growth mindset is still continuing obviously yeah yeah very much so um yeah I was still in France and I knew that I was done with volleyball and I was ready to move on and didn't know exactly what I wanted to do uh, but I knew I wanted to work with people not to sit behind a desk but to be with people um, to work for some church organization or the church in some way or another. And I didn't really have a location at that point where I was interested in. And I'm not kidding you, this just fell on my lap. I, someone reached out to me a few days later and, um, you know, asked me how I was doing, what was up. And I was like, well, I'm looking for a job. I'm, I'm in France for still one more month, but when I get back, I'm, you know, starting to, I'm going to start job hunting, whatever. And this uh, focus organization had applications open and it was last minute. And so she told me just to apply and think about it later. And so I did that. And honestly, it was the best decision ever at that point. You know, it's a, it's a hard transition to decide to move on from volleyball, which was so big in my life Mm -hmm. and to be, you know, in another country doing this. And then, you know, the transition of moving home after a really long year and wanting to be with everyone. But I ended up accepting uh, the position two days before I came back to America and training was to start 
two weeks after I came back. So I didn't even really get to see any of my family when I got back, which was pretty difficult. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because they kind of live all over right now. So I, I went to a few weddings when I got back and then went to training. And just, I mean, it reiterated everything that was kind of starting my senior year of college of like, where is my worth? What is my identity? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I'm done with volleyball. And am I nothing now? No, that doesn't sound right. You know, like, mm-hmm. silly things that come in our heads, like just because I'm done with volleyball doesn't mean I'm not loved anymore. Like that, that is false. And, you know, you get those thoughts trickling in even after, like even today. Um, and so going to training for this and realizing like how important that is to me to realize the yeah, the truth that like I am not identified by my sport and how successful or how long I play professionally or whatever, but like because I am a because I am a daughter of God, that's that's where my that's where my value comes from. Sure. And so um learning so much more about that just got me so fired up about joining this uh, ministry in California and realizing the need that we have within athletics even, um, in our world especially. But I think uh, what what hits home for me is within athletics because so closely around me I see so many athletes struggling with these things and realizing uh, that I was struggling with it gives me kind of an understanding for why people do because it is so important we do have to train often and uh, we do have to be criticized here and there to be a better player so um, I'm yeah I'm excited I'm going to be moving out to Los Angeles so another Another distance and another culture shock, but another growth um, mindset. Yeah, well, and I want to let the listeners know too, and I want to promote uh, focus. And before we get too deeply into this, because Shelly and I are going to talk more about your individual story with questions, but uh, if for anybody that any listeners that have questions or want to find out more about focus, obviously, as uh, Annika had mentioned earlier in the interview, it it stands for Fellowship of Catholic University Students, and just go to www.focus.org. And I don't want to, and I should have asked you earlier, I don't want to give your personal Twitter handle or any personal email if they have questions uh should they just go to focus.org or if, if anybody want to, wants to reach out to you do you have any information you want to give folks or just have them go to focus.org yeah you can go to focus.org and um there's a find a missionary button that you can click and you yep. can find me or you can email me which would be my first name dot last name at Focus.org. Well, and I want to thank Leslie Previsch for setting this up too. And I, she uh, does a great job. And she, uh, as you were training remotely, uh, I was telling Shelly, well, I've reached out to Annika, but I've heard back. And she's like, well, who's Leslie? But Leslie Previsch does a great job of, of coordinating with you folks. And she really educated me on what's going on and what you, uh, what you group, uh, what you go through. And want to thank her, but also Focus.org. And then click on that button. And then, as you mentioned, it could be Annika, A N N I K A. Uh, dot and then Albright A L B R E C T at focus dot org. So I wanted to make sure we got plenty of the promotion in for the organization, but also for Leslie. So thank you for that. Hey Annika, I also don't. I, I want to make sure that we give you ample time and and to make sure that our audience understands this is a missionary position. And I know um, I had brief experience with FCA. Uh, a few years back and these aren't these aren't positions that someone calls you up and says hey we want to hire you and we're going to pay you $75,000 a year and you know give you benefits and uh, a nice place to live this is a self-funded missionary position you've actually got to raise the funds to uh, to live and to uh, you know for you to be able to do this job is that correct and and tell us more about how it all works 
Yeah, that is correct. And <laughs> it's a little daunting as well, to be honest. Um, yes. Just going into that and realizing, oh my gosh, I'm supposed to ask everyone for money. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's a hard thing to do. And it's embarrassing. And, and all these thoughts come to your head. But um, after learning more about the, the real beauty of it and inviting others into the mission um, and realizing that by inviting people into it, that you're you're giving them the opportunity to sacrifice a little bit in order to change the lives of some college student on campus uh, who's struggling, because if if we didn't have the funding, we we were not we wouldn't be allowed to be there. So um, by funding us, we're able to get there and and hopefully uh, change hearts of athletes. And and uh, there's normal student outreach as well. But um, for myself specifically, just to be there for the athletes and and you know if you're looking at a college campus, that's that's our future politicians, our future leaders and. And athletes end up graduating and getting a lot of big-time positions. They're the next ADs on campuses. They're the next college coaches who are bringing up the next group of kids. So there is a need to make sure that we're all kind of in the right track and going the right way. And So, I, yeah, I get the opportunity to reach out to a lot of people and invite them to join the mission financially to help me get there, um, which is just a beautiful way to, yeah, I don't know, keep in contact well, with people too and – and make sure that um, they're doing well too and just constantly um, be grateful for the people around me. And yeah, I'm, well, I'm, I'm constantly excited about it. And Annika, as I joked with you about off the air, I lived in LA for about five years. It's a, it's a pretty inexpensive place to live. You'll be fine. It, it won't cost you that much. But <laughs> but as we got about uh, three, four minutes left, and I hate to be the timekeeper, but Shelly's got a, a doozy of a closing question for you. So hey. I'm going to, I know I got to, I got to freak her out a little bit, but I got to say thank you so much for being so open with us and tell us and everything, everything again. And I just, uh, before I step aside and let Shelly uh, wrap up that question with you, I just do want to let everybody know again, as Shelly and I and Annika have said, this isn't just some job that you apply for and get a job. To find out more information about what Annika has talked about in more depth even, just go to focus.org, www.focus.org. Click on the link where it's uh, the missionary or the uh, missionary page, and Annika Albright will be right there. So if you want to reach out to her or find out more about the organization. Shelly, no drum roll, but you know what to do. (laughs) It's not that bad, Annika. Trust me. Um, I always like to end this with uh with with each guest because obviously the name of our podcast is too much grit to quit and you have obviously gone through um and been open and been faithful to wherever it was that you were called to go and you've made the best of it and so i'm just curious to know when you hear the word grit who comes to mind for you what does that mean to you That's a good question. I tried to warn uh, you, Annika. See, I, I think I'm. I think I'm thirteen for thirteen. Yes, on this. you are. <laughs> for having a good question. Yes. Well, I don't know. Which I means it's even about, better answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember learning about grit when I was in high school from my club coach, just telling us about you know what is grit, and it, I always think of grit the food whenever I hear this word Um, but that has nothing to do with it really (laughs) Um, I think it's just you know when something gets placed in front of you like how are you going to attack it and how are you going to come out on the other side and how are you going to make everyone better through it and yourself and and uh, yeah yeah what's that process going to look like how are you going to find that grit to get through a really tough situation a hard situation or something that you're 
maybe afraid of or not sure you're prepared for and you you go through it because life goes on and you can't stop time so you go through it and and how do you come out of it and how do you use grit to get through it so um i have numerous former teammates and uh family members even you know a mother there's so many examples i could think of of people who have displayed grit but i think it's just yeah how are you persevering and getting through these hard situations in life well, Shelly, she took that like the true competitor. She wants to be graded on that. That's one of the better answers. Wouldn't you agree of the 13 and 14 so far, Shelly? That was extremely succinct, yes. and you were spot on, and I and I, I am not surprised. Dangerously good. That's right. Well, I, I hate to be the one to have to say we need to say goodbye, but Annika, we can't even begin to wish you the, the continued good fortune and success. And, you know, God be with you. I'll tell you just the, what you shared with us and the listeners and what you're going to share with uh, on campus with your missionary work and just the transitioning and the growth mindset that you've exhibited and, and will continue to exhibit. And gee, next time we catch up with you, are you going to go back overseas again? Because it just seems like every year you're trying to take on another uh, grit task you know i have no idea where else <laughs> at this rate well i look forward to, to catching up with you shelly and i do later and, and i'll keep in contact with you about your teammate um, a former teammate michaela fecky who's now going to be on an olympic team and you and i will reconnect on that later too but safe travels to los angeles and and again in all seriousness as uh, shelly and i have said to you before all the best to you, and just what a fantastic uh, person you are. This is this has just been a great story, and thank you so much for sharing it with us and the listeners. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much, Annika. It was wonderful, and, and uh, best of luck to you and all your endeavors. And people listening, really, go to that website, focus.org, and look up Annika. And if you're so moved, help her in that mission to hey. serve the future coaches, ADs, teachers, leaders, whatever it is. Amen to that. For Shelly Till and Annika Albright, I'm Dave O'Hara, Annika, two-time national champion, now with Focus.org, a campus ministry. She'll be at USC, University of Southern California. Thanks again to Annika and to Shelly. I'm Dave O'Hara and Too Much Grit to Quit. That's all from us. Thanks to all of you. This is Too Much Grit to Quit. Sports personalities Shelly Till and Dave O'Hara bring you non-sugar-coated stories of the famous, not-so-famous, and everyday hometown heroes who have overcome adversity and incredible challenges to achieve success. Too Much Grit to Quit. Discover the key to unlock the chains that keep you from achieving your dreams. Please subscribe, like, share, and download today.